From insurance business, here's your weekly global news roundup for October 10th to 14th, 2022. I'm Steve Randall. A report from Lloyds and Aon has called on the insurance industry to help customers build resilience against the impacts of the Ukraine war. The industry has already made moves to address challenges driven by the conflict, including the creation of a Ukrainian grain facility to export stranded grain from Ukrainian ports. The report also noted the role of established energy and nuclear insurance markets in underpinning complex national security strategies. However, it found that other areas, such as supply chain and reputational risk, are likely to require further efforts by the insurance industry to help their customers build resilience to the long-term effects of the war. With that in mind, Lloyds and Aon have agreed to establish an innovation forum to support the commercialisation of new strategies to address emerging customer needs, the companies said. The tangible impacts of the Ukraine conflict are evident across the world and across industries, said Dominic Christian, global chairman of Reinsurance Solutions at Aon. Although the insurance market has reacted quickly and effectively to support policyholders, the crisis has exposed gaps that show we must move further and faster, he said. Christian added that a focus on developing innovative products and solutions was vital to ensure that the insurance sector could help organisations navigate an increasingly volatile risk landscape and make better decisions. Total private market insured losses from Hurricane Ian could total between 53 and 74 billion US dollars, according to an estimate by risk modelling firm RMS. The company also estimated that the National Flood Insurance Programme could see an additional $10 billion in losses from storm surge and inland flooding caused by the storm. The overall industry loss estimate for the hurricane includes wind and storm surge losses in Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia and Virginia. The estimate includes losses from property damage, contents and business interruption across residential, commercial, industrial, automobile, infrastructure, watercraft and other specialty lines, RMS said. The estimate also accounts for the impacts of post-event loss amplification, inflation and non-modelled resources such as the assignment of benefits and litigation. RMS expects the majority of total insured losses from the storm to be driven by wind. However, up to 25% of the total insured losses, including NFIP, will be driven by storm surge and flood. Meanwhile, after the devastation caused by Hurricane Fiona, Canadian insurers are once again considering making storm surge insurance a more accessible insurance option. Regular flood insurance typically does not cover storm surges, as many coastal property owners affected by Fiona have learned the hard way. The Insurance Bureau of Canada has explained that while storm surges are a risk for all coastal properties, climate change has made it difficult to properly quantify the risk, which makes the availability of storm surge insurance rare. The industry is continuing to develop the necessary risk models for storm surge coverage. The insurance industry's plan to expedite storm surge modelling comes as experts fear that Fiona is but a taste of worse things to come. Continuing with severe weather, Australia's Bureau of Meteorology has released its long-range forecast for the coming severe weather season, pointing to an increased risk of widespread flooding for eastern and northern Australia, along with an above-average number of tropical cyclones and tropical lows. This season, we have a greater than 70% chance of at least 11 tropical cyclones, which is the long-term average impacting the Australian region, the BOM said. The forecast also included warnings on the risk of bushfires, heatwaves and severe thunderstorms. 
The Bureau said there's a normal bushfire potential in Australia's eastern states, but southern Australia should prepare for an elevated risk of grass fire. Meanwhile, southern areas with higher humidity should expect an increased risk of prolonged heat waves. Furthermore, amid a normal risk of severe thunderstorms, Australians should remain prepared for a possible increase of thunderstorm asthma events if conditions are dry in late spring and early summer. And staying in Asia-Pacific, the Insurance Council of New Zealand has released claims data for extreme weather events in August, which resulted in 3,165 general insurance claims with a provisional value of almost 48 million New Zealand dollars. The year's running total for general insurance losses for extreme weather events in 2022 is $298 million versus the 2021 full-year total of $324 million. FM Global has announced the launch of two new products aimed at helping organisations mitigate the risks of climate change. The FM Global Climate Risk Report and the FM Global Climate Reporting Aid are available to the company's clients, which include several Fortune 500 companies. Both the Climate Risk Report and Climate Reporting Aid will also be available to policyholders of AFM, FM Global's middle market business unit. Allianz now owns a majority stake in Jubilee Holding Limited's general insurance business in East Africa after completing the multi-country swoop in waves. First announced on September 29, 2020, the deal has also seen Allianz complete its acquisitions in Kenya, Uganda, Burundi, Tanzania and Mauritius. Across Africa, the insurer is currently present in 14 countries and serves clients in 49 markets. Finally, with mental health in focus this week, despite firms' increased focus on colleagues' mental well-being, more insurance brokers in the UK are finding themselves overwhelmed and experiencing stress and anxiety. That's according to the 2022 Broker Wellbeing Survey of Insurer Ecclesiastical. Some of the findings from the annual report include 70% experienced stress at work over the past 12 months, up from 61% last year, 44% experienced anxiety, 41% felt overwhelmed, 96% feel they have the tools to deal with stress and 61% reported an improvement in attitudes at their brokerage towards mental health. Worryingly, though, the proportion of insurance brokers who feel able to report their mental health issues shrank for the fourth straight year. Wellbeing measures being implemented by brokerages include flexible working, stress management advice and guidance, confidential helplines, counselling support and mental health awareness training. These are just some of the global and regional stories covered by Insurance Business this week. For more, visit our website, insurancebusinessmag.com.